Welcome to the Losing Weight with Fasting and Mindful Eating Podcast. I am your host, Monika Banach, an advanced practice nurse and a weight loss coach. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen to today's episode. Welcome to episode 13. I will be discussing a highly requested topic all about female hormones, mainly the female cycle and how fasting can affect it because there are specific times during the month that you should not fast and this is so important. If you are a guy listening to this, you can forward this information to your wife, your girlfriend, or your female friends, because the truth is, knowing what happens in our bodies affects you too, and you know it. (laughs) Everything discussed here is based on personal knowledge and experience. None of this is medical advice. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. So always seek the advice of your physician with any questions you may have. So there's so much misinformation about the topic of female cycle, hormones, and fasting. One expert will say, do not fast at all if you're in your childbearing years. The other expert will say, you fast whenever you want, it doesn't matter. So who do you listen to? Who's right? Is one person right and the other one is wrong? There's so much information out there and it can be so, so confusing. I could also interview several experts on my podcast, but it seems like everyone is interviewing everyone these days. I certainly want to interview a few people in the future, but before I do so, I will listen to every podcast that they are on and make sure I don't ask the same old questions because they do get so redundant. What I actually love doing is researching, learning, reading, and compiling info from different podcasts, from different books, YouTube videos, and picking what is important and sharing it with you guys. I feel like this brings more value and I can summarize the pertinent information in an easy to understand format in less than an hour despite it taking me a few weeks or a month to compile the information and research. My close friends and family know that I am a research junkie and infomaniac. I love it. I don't look at a topic and just research the positives. I look at the negatives and also evaluate them based on my medical expertise, being an advanced practice nurse for quite some time and also my personal knowledge around the topic, because that's important, if I have any, of course. So if you are in the childbearing years, I can't speak today. (laughs) So anywhere when your period first starts, like age 14 to 16, till your period stops, where you start premenopause and menopause stage, it's so important not to fast during certain times of your cycle, as your body 
needs adequate nutrition in order to maximize hormone production. When I started fasting, I pretty much ignored (laughs) this whole topic because I was feeling good, I was losing weight, my peers were lighter, and they were not as painful, so I thought maybe it really doesn't matter. Well, six months later, it all caught up with me. I started having really bad PMS, mood swings, crazy cravings for like chocolate and carbs. I had headaches and like my last period came six days early. And I also started noticing more hair loss, which can also be a sign of hormonal imbalance. I wasn't deficient in minerals, so I knew that that's not the problem here. So this is when I started researching all this info and understanding how important the hormonal balance is in our bodies. We are not the same as men, and we should not be treating our bodies the same as men. And right now you might be feeling good, and it might not happen right away because your body can balance things for a while, but eventually it will catch up with you. According to research, 47% of women deal with hormone imbalances. The second biological rhythm after circadian rhythm is called the infradian rhythm, which is only active in the reproductive years. But it can affect six key systems in your body, the brain, your gut, like your microbiome, your endocrine system, thyroid issues and so forth, reproductive system, your stress response and how much cortisol you have in your body and your metabolism. That's why a lot of times, you know, you'll go on the same diet as your husband and he will lose 20 pounds in in a month, and you lose five pounds. So this is why the cycle syncing is so important in order to support your infradian rhythm. And therefore, really, you have to adjust your diet, your exercise routine, and your fasting routine based on your monthly cycle. If you are doing fasting during your childbearing time, you can really deplete your estrogen and your progesterone hormones over time, and you end up feeling terrible, having hot flashes, insomnia, and your hair falling out like I did. But that being said, fasting can also be wonderful for your body. It can actually balance hormones and heal a lot of things in your body, but you have to do it at the right time. So before I discuss which days during the cycle you shouldn't fast, I want to go over what happens during each phase in order for you to understand why you should not be fasting during this time, and it will make more sense. Because despite being in the medical field, I really didn't know all the details of what happens during each phase till now because I had to research this information. I feel so ignorant because if I knew this information, I could have prevented 
so many frustrating issues, not just now, but even before that I dealt with. But I guess it's better now than never, right? (laughs) So if you do not currently track your cycle, meaning you have no idea when your period starts, or maybe your period is very irregular, or you don't know when you're ovulating, please start tracking it, okay? There are so many free apps out there that will do it for you. You don't have to do much. You just put it in when your last period was, and it will kind of track your ovulation, and it will adjust over time. It is normal for your periods to be slightly delayed during the first three to four months of fasting, but they will eventually normalize as your body heals, like four to six months, unless like myself, you fast at the wrong time of your cycle. (laughs) So the female cycle is typically 27 to 32 days. So day one of your period starts as cycle day one, okay? According to the book that I read called In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti, the cycle is composed of four phases. First phase is the menstrual phase where you have your period and that phase lasts anywhere from three to seven days. During this phase, all your hormones are at a low point. They're all low. This is a good time to be really kind to yourself, relax, lots of self-care, maybe go for a walk, but don't, this is not the best time to do intense crazy heavy workouts or hit workouts, maybe some easy yoga, that's about it. Lots of rest. And during this time, we also enjoy a long time. Best types of food during this phase include keto, paleo, and grain-free, because these foods will promote estrogen metabolism. The second phase, it's called the follicular phase. And it lasts, it's usually seven to 10 days. This is when estrogen is starting to rise, go up. This is a great time to plan things in the upcoming week. Get creative. You can do your workouts based on how you feel. You might be able to do a little bit more than just walk, do a little bit more intense workouts. This is also a perfect phase to include intermittent fasting or longer fast because during this phase, your appetite is suppressed, so it is easier for your body to handle the calorie restriction or reduction. Phase number three, the ovulatory phase, it's usually three to four days. This is when estrogen is at its highest. This is a great time to get out and socialize and have conversations with people, your friends, and perhaps even meet new people, especially if you're single. Also, your workouts can be more intense during this phase. And best foods to include during this time is veggies, lots of veggies, because vegetables can help metabolize estrogen in order to prevent excessive buildup of it. And what happens when you have estrogen dominance, your skin will break out, you have breast tenderness, lots of 
not so nice symptoms and side effects. So what you do during the ovulatory phase really sets you up for the next cycle. So a big determinant of how you will feel is how much inflammation you have in your body. So very important during this time to choose a diet and foods that help decrease the inflammation. Phase number four is the luteal phase. It's usually 10 to 14 days. And this is when progesterone is at its highest. This is a great time to get things done, get organized. You can probably handle more intense workouts, hit cardio, maybe lift heavier. And best foods during this phase are complex carbs and macrobiotic foods like kimchi, sauerkraut, kefir. Your body needs more calories during this phase. So choose stuff like slow-burning carbs. Beans are great. And during this phase, your body, what happens in your body, your body is building a new lining in your uterus and getting ready for possible pregnancy, whether you like it or not. It's just what happens in our body. So in order for our body to build this lining, we need more food, more quality fats, more protein, healthy carbs, which will prevent us from having later on those PMS symptoms, the mental fog, binge eating, and all those things are caused by hormonal imbalances. More and more women are using hormonal contraceptive, contraceptives. Ah, I cannot say that word. <laughs> pill, the pill, hormonal pill, okay. <laughs> Which actually is, there are endocrine disruptors. I'm not going to get into the hormonal pill in this podcast, but I will link a great YouTube video by Dr. Barbara O'Neill. She goes into a really great, easy explanation and details about it and how just talks about how bad it is for our health. Hormonal birth control is prescribed like candy these days to treat women's hormonal issues like acne, anything, but it really doesn't treat any of our hormonal issues. It doesn't treat anything. And women end up having horrible PMS symptoms, all these other issues because their menstrual cycle is being disrupted and it is significantly shorter when you are on a pill. I know this from personal experience because I have been on the pill for probably 15 years and I got off of it five years ago. The first six months were kind of rough because my my hormones were all out of whack. I had to take some progesterone cream to help my body balance my hormones a little bit. But once my body regulated them, I felt like a new person. So of course when I messed up my hormones again, fasting this last month at the wrong time, but it's okay because I've started regulating them already. I learned a lot from my own mistakes. And this is the reason why I want to share it with you all. So you don't make the same mistakes that I made. One of my favorite fasting doctors out there is Mindy Pels, P-E-L-Z. And she has a lot of great info on her YouTube about female hormones, about fasting. So definitely check her out. So her recommendations for women is not to fast around day 12 to 14 of your cycle. 
that's kind of where your ovulation starts. Because during this time, most of the estrogen is being produced by your body. And in order to produce estrogen, you have to have some insulin and glucose. So without food, you're not able to produce estrogen. So if you follow a ketogenic diet or carnivore diet, you might need to step out of ketosis for that short, you know, two to three days and up your carbs a little bit during this time. It doesn't mean that you have to go up to like 200 or even 100. Just about 70 to 80 would even be sufficient to optimize estrogen production. And you shouldn't fast longer than 20 hours during this time, as she recommends, During this stage, your body is building that new lining, like I mentioned before, in your uterus, possibly preparing to carry a baby, whether we like it or not. So this is why why it's so important. The other days that you should not be fasting are the five days before your period starts. Dr. Mindy recommends not to fast day 21 to 28 of your cycle, which is pretty much the same thing, because this is the time when progesterone peaks. That's where your progesterone is at its highest. And if you do not have enough progesterone, all of the other hormones will start to decrease as well. So it's kind of like with estrogen. In order to produce progesterone, you need higher carbs. So she recommends stuff like beans, tropical fruits, squashes, rice, and potatoes. If you're not able to make progesterone, you will start to notice a lot of negative symptoms like feeling anxious, irritable, having insomnia, not being able to sleep, obviously, and hair falling out. That's kind of all my symptoms that I've been having. If you have irregular periods, you can always mimic your eating schedule based on when it is expected to come. And hopefully, eventually your body will balance itself. I'm aware that a lot of people have irregular cycle and they don't know when their period is going to be. But you can just you know, those five days before it starts, when it's supposed to start, increase those carbs for just that short period of time. So this is really not that many days out of the month. It's usually about seven to nine days on average that you should not be doing long fast. This is not, it's totally doable. And trust me, I wish I had followed this from the beginning because I wouldn't, probably wouldn't be dealing with all these issues right now. Fasting is amazing for our hormones and our health, but it has to be done at the right time. Women, I'm not going to talk about full menopause and that stuff, but just want to mention this. Women that are in full menopause, meaning their last period was one year ago, according to Mindy and a couple other experts that I learned from, they can fast pretty much any time they like. But if you are in in the perimenopause, like the premenopause, you need to follow the cycle syncing method that I just described above. Mindy also, Dr. Mindy also has a great book, or I think it's an ebook on the, it's called The Menopause Reset. If you are one of the menopause ladies and you want to kind of read a little bit more about it, I highly recommend checking it out. 
Also, Megan Ramos, who co-wrote The Life and the Fasting Lane with Dr. Fong, she has taken care of over like 10,000 patients. And according to her research, postmenopausal women actually respond better to longer fasts, which is awesome. Fasting can truly transform women because the growing epidemic of infertility and unhealthy women, it is so difficult these days for women to get pregnant. Our world currently has something like over 70% overweight and obese, which this alone creates a lot of issues in our bodies like leaky gut, circadian rhythm dysfunction, depression, diabetes, and most importantly, the difficulty to properly detoxify because your liver, when your liver is fatty, it's hard to detoxify. Our liver is the major master organ for detoxification. And your altered gut microbiomes and the gut plays a big, big key in detoxification as well. There is new, new research data that shows that fasting can actually alter the way our genes are expressed in the detoxification pathway so that you can actually detoxify better. That's great, awesome news. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned a lot. If you are like I was and you just want to ignore this whole idea of not fasting at certain time, just remember, eventually it will catch up with you. Your body is very resilient, but even our bodies get tired. So just keep that in mind. Listen to your body because that is so, so important. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Share it on your social media and be sure to leave a review on iTunes. Follow Monica on Instagram at fit.fat.hotaf and on Twitter at fitfathotaf.